This is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Talon Mix. It is a Smallville recap podcast. I'm Brian, here as always with my pal, Zach. Zach, we did it. We're at the end of another season. I mean, it's pretty amazing to think about (laughs) that you and I have recapped three seasons of this fucking show (laughs) to no one. Just no into one. the vacuum of space. Um, before I forget, it's going to be kind of awkward listening to Pete every single episode now that he's gone. <laughs> I know. I did have that thought of like, ooh. But, you know, I am happy on some level that, you know, he lives on throughout the show. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Thanks, For Pete. not being on the show anymore. <laughs> It's, you know, really Chloe should be saying thanks, Pete, because then just like Chloe really gets to come into her own. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Pete. I get way more lines now. (laughs) And I get to become Clark's confidant soon. (laughs) Right. It's uh, Chloe really consumes Pete's job and more. Um, Yeah. Which I feel like they didn't know. It was like the corporation going like, Oh, we don't need two people. We just need one person for those jobs. One person can do both jobs. That's pretty Easy. much. <laughs> that's pretty. I, I refuse to believe that didn't like fundamentally happen in the writer's room. Of like, oh, we don't need both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it in fact makes it like the amount of like wrestling you have to do for these two characters to be in scenes together is like makes it harder to use either of them, if that makes sense. (laughs) Well, especially as they move away from Chloe being a Clark possible love interest, which they gradually kind of do, then it's like, of course, she has to take the Pete role or she's obsolete, you know, because they don't give her, you know. Right. And I think Allison Mack, um, aside from being just a great human being, is just like a much better actress, you know? (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, I guess there's also, you know, I think in theory, on paper, it makes sense that, oh, well, there could be some interesting tension uh, on the friend level that Chloe doesn't know Clark's secret, you know, and Pete does. Like, oh, there can be tension there. The problem is anytime you're going to make that tension, why wouldn't it just be Lana, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah totally absolutely it's, anytime yeah. you're gonna do that kind of butting heads of course you make it lana because you want clark to have googly eyes yes and also like they're not like bending over backwards to have a lot of chloe pete scenes you no. know what i mean like <laughs> right just the two of them right that's not pulling in the eyeballs probably on, right. on wb uh, so we, uh, as, as you probably guessed, we're talking about the season three finale covenant tonight. Um, of course, I guess next show will be our season three recap and award ceremony. Look forward to that. Hopefully live at twitch.tv slash goblin voice. Um, but, uh, check more details to that on our discord. Uh, you can find our discord link at talonmix.show. Can we uh, just do that Tuesday live? Instead of Sunday live? I think we could do that. I don't see why we couldn't do that. 
Because Sunday would be a tough turnaround, probably, to come up with the categories and all God, that. God, that's oh man, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, let's plan. Let's plan for that. Um, okay. So uh, it's late here on the East Coast. We got a late start. It's we we missed our recording date, uh, our usual recording day, where we're kind of doing a makeup pickup. I got to get this thing out tomorrow. So we're going to do a real trunicated uh, what we've been watching. Zach, have you watched anything good this week? Um, I've been watching uh, the election results fly uh, in. <laughs> it's not to get not to get too, too into it, uh, but it's amazing how bad things are when like, well, we didn't get smoked. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a red wave after all. They only kind of took control. No, they um, still got the things, but not as yeah. bad as we thought it would happen. Well, they got the House. They might not get the Senate, and that is worth celebrating for <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is in Oregon. It's a it's a bit of a relief because we have this is the closest we've ever come to. Uh, electing a Republican governor in my lifetime. Yeah, they lost wow. by a fraction of a point. Um, we had our Republican governor did uh, surprisingly well, too. Yeah. <sighs> well, I think it's just like no one's happy with anyone, I think. Yeah. Is the... <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so looking forward, anyway, to, yeah. looking forward to more oh, ahead, of this sorry. every two years. Oh, my god! It's not going to yeah. get better. I miss the days when I did not pay attention to the midterms. But uh, <laughs> remember that now I'm an adult. Now I'm an adult, and I have to. Um, yeah, so I've just been obsessively checking my phone every hour. Right. Um, aside from that, the only thing I watched this week really was I watched the director's cut of Doctor Sleep. Oh, I have not um, seen it yet. I liked the book, actually, but I haven't seen the movie. Well, you haven't seen the movie. I okay. haven't. So I got the DVD or the Blu-ray from the library during Halloween season. Didn't getting around. Didn't get around to watching it, but I decided I still kind of wanted to watch it anyway. I am curious. I just haven't gotten around to it. I saw Doctor Sleep in the theater, and I think once when it came on HBO Max, the theatrical cut. Yeah, and I quite enjoyed it. Mm. I would give it a B. Um, Good enough. It yeah, definitely. It, it it does an interesting thing where it attempts to be both faithful to Kubrick and King at the same time. Not easy. No. And I don't know if it totally pulls it off, but it's interesting to watch it try. Sure. Um, the thing is, I heard, I've, I heard from multiple people that the director's cut was a vast improvement. Mm. Like, heard it on podcasts, read it, heard people mm. say it. And you know how skeptical I am about director's cuts. Yes. I was like, I was, I think they're usually not better. It's, and for the record, a lot of times, like DVD releases of director's cuts, they aren't, Ridley Scott has come out at one point and was like, it's not really a director's cut of Alien. They just wanted to sell new DVDs. Right. <laughs> like, that was a right. thing to slap on the, no, my, my cut is the theatrical cut of Alien. Well, they, now they started, they started saying extended cut. Right. Back in, you know, with DVDs, because I think that was like the director, like, I didn't have anything to do with this. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm very skeptical of them, but so many people said it was so much better. I watched it, Brian. Uh, the director's cut, three hours long. Oh, boy. 
the theatrical is like two and a half, so right. it's not. It's already pretty long. Uh, three hours long. I could not tell you what they added in there, <laughs> and it was not better. It was just longer and slower. <laughs> so <sighs> I I don't know why anyone would be like would think that was better that there was something missing because I could not tell you what was added. Yeah, huh? But apparently there was a half hour of things added. I, hmm. Must have been a bunch of little things. That's probably, that's likely what it is. And it's so funny of like a lot of people, I think, equate more to better. Right. (laughs) Of just, of course it's better. There's more of it. Um, I think it's interesting. I think uh, Lord of the Rings, the extended editions are largely considered like the versions of the movie. And that's so ridiculous because the theatrical cuts are unilaterally better. Oh, see, I've never seen the extended cut because I'm like, I don't need to see a longer version of these. Straight movies. up, you do not. If if I want a blanket statement that's going to get me yelled at and it's fine, I'll take it. If I think it's totally fine. I have seen and enjoyed the extended editions. Do not get me wrong. Um, I I like those movies and sometimes more of them is fun. Uh, if you insist that they are better. You just don't know a lot about movies, and that's okay. That's okay. It but you don't know how like, movies work. <laughs> it does seem like a lot of people who love those extended cuts are big fans of the books, and they're like, they have more of the books. It in has them. more of the things, and so that right. is be- like, nope. Those theatrical books aren't movies. Turns out they are one million percent different art forms. Period. <laughs> just they're just different art forms. Yes. Uh, generally, generally, the more faithful something is, a movie is to a book, it doesn't mean the better it is. Uh, generally, it goes the other way, actually, in my experience. It's, so. um, I think, one of, it, arguably one of the most, like, literal adaptations of a work of all time is Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Like, panel for panel, <laughs> yeah. identical. And, like, yeah. somehow, for such a literal adaptation misses the point entirely (laughs) well but yeah because the guy making it just did not understand what that comic was actually about right like at least not my interpretation like he took everything on the surface incredibly on the surface (laughs) um alan moore i think recent and which don't ask alan Moore questions he's a cranky old man who doesn't want to be asked questions no he's angry about everything but like he recently because like someone was bothering him so he was recently just like if you like superheroes you're a baby (laughs) you're a fascist baby And you know what? I appreciate it. Leave the man alone. I think the only media, I think the only like motion picture media he enjoys is The Simpsons. That's it. Just leave the man alone and let him watch The Simpsons. Oh, does he enjoy The Simpsons? Well, he's he's, a, he's a outspoken Simpsons fan. Good. Good for him. <laughs> I believe he's been on The Simpsons a couple, or at least once. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, everyone's, who hasn't been on The Simpsons? <laughs> I, we might have been on The Simpsons. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Um. Uh, anything you, else? No. What did you watch? Uh, I watched Terrifier two. <laughs> yes, and you. For our listeners, Brian texted me that he has he had watched it, and mm-hmm. I he was intimating how disgusting it was, and I asked him to uh, try to explain over text because I was never going to watch this movie, and he sent me a 
text that is haunting my very dreams. <laughs> it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever read on my phone. It's it, um, Terrifier 2 has, I think, and I don't want to like oversell it um, because like ultimately it's prosthetics and corn syrup, right? Um, but it's, I think, one of the like worst, most detestable, <laughs> like just bad taste kills I have ever seen in a slasher movie, in a horror movie, just hauntingly perverse unnecessarily fetishistic like just gnarly like truly hauntingly like what the fuck is wrong with you i didn't Um, even see it i just read it from your text and i am haunted by it uh so with that said um i liked the movie (laughs) 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 um i think if you liked terrifier one you probably like terrifier two if you didn't like terrifier one don't go near terrifier two right if you watch terrifier one and you watch terrifier two i think you deserve what you get (laughs) you know you like yes i don't i don't i don't imagine you'll be like sort of like now this is too far (laughs) (laughs) i was with you until this (laughs) Um, I will say, um, I do think the, you know, and the director is going for something here and like, it's kind of supposed to be uh, dirty and cheesy and like the acting's not good. The story's not very good. It's all the special effects and like, um, kind of this performance from this slasher villain character, uh, which is very intriguing. And he's every time he's on screen, it's electric and terrifying and terrible. Um, I do want to see what this director has up his sleeve with a budget uh, that I assume he's going to get after this, you know, of like this movie made money comparatively. Right. Um, Considering it didn't have a major distributor, uh, considering it was, I believe, fully like crowdfunded on Kickstarter uh, and doesn't have an MPAA rating. It's how how much did it cost, you know, to make? I think two hundred thousand dollars. That's nothing. <laughs> if 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 we, no, that's literally nothing. Um, and for it to have, it made like seven million dollars at the box office, which is fucking crazy. Usually, yeah. like I said, no major distributor. It's individual theaters usually playing it one one showing a day, late at night. Uh, wow! But it's got this and no marketing, no official marketing. It's just purely word of mouth. Everyone goes like, "This thing's fucked up." <laughs> How did you watch it? Uh, it is available on a streaming service called Screambox. Um, <laughs> and it's new. It's from Bloody Disgusting, which is a horror website. Um, they have it. You can, if you have Amazon Prime, I signed up for a free trial of Screambox <laughs> and then uh, canceled Screambox. <laughs> I'm, a sh- <laughs> I'm a shutter guy. <laughs> yeah, you got, you're firmly in the shutter camp. Yes. Um, so Terrifier 2, if, if you're into that, oh, oh, but my larger point was, I want to see what else he has up his sleeve. Uh, I'm disappointed that it might just be Terrifier 3. Like, I'm kind of, there's a gimmick here, for lack of a better word, and if, like, your next thing is just, like, how do you outdo Terrifier 2, like, that's already getting old to me. Right, yeah. Um, it's like if John Carpenter just kept making Halloween movies. Right. I'm a little like, what else you got? That said, yeah. I have kind of like, well, 
I guess to that point, I have my wife and I in the last like two years watched all of the Saw movies. And like, there's some fun to be had, but they all blend together, you know, because it's just set piece, set piece, set piece, set piece. Right. And like, if that's all this is going to be, I think that's a shame because I do think this director is uh, Damien Leone, I believe is his name. I do think he's talented. Um, for what bare minimum he got this movie made. (laughs) (laughs) I don't deny there's skill there. I haven't seen it. I'm sure if this many people are flocking to see it, there's skill. It's the subject matter that I'm I'm good. Yes. I'm all set. Um, it is surprisingly like, considering like it is shot on digital, like, of course it is. It's a, you know, you heard the budget. Um, But, like, what he does with it is impressive. Of, like, oh, if you had a couple million dollars, I think you'd make a very good movie. Of, like, I think he... um, I think he understands everything he's subverting with um, uh, the choices he's making. Like, a lot of horror should be don't show things, imply things. Uh, This is a full fucking middle finger and like I'm gonna show you everything um, right which but like I think he's doing an intention you know and intentionally like ha 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 I did the thing you're not supposed to do well we'll find out when he makes a movie that's not a terrifying movie we'll right find out right um if he's got another trick up his sleeve or if it's just the one yeah don't know the one move so hopefully he makes another movie and yeah, like I said, like and like out. I said, I hope it's not Terrifier three, but I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Um, Zach, should we move on to Smallville? What? Yes. Let's. I'm gonna okay. get some water though. Great. And we're back. Um, this week we watched Covenant, the 22nd and final episode of the third season of Smallville, the 66th overall. It aired May 19th, 2004. Um, this is Brian. This is uh, the last episode that I watched um, when I my first time that I was watching the show, like as it was happening. I didn't watch it again regularly until Vancouver. Wow! Wow! So yeah. So I think so. I watched this one, and then I just stopped watching, and then I watched the hundredth episode because I heard it was going to be a big deal. Got it. And then. And then I didn't watch again until uh, Vancouver. Hundo would but, have been around season would have been season five. That's yeah for yes, twenty two. That yeah. is uh, um, a major character's death in the hundredth right, episode. Right, right. Um, I gotta say, for a, a season finale, I was kind of surprised. This is lower key than we're used to. Yeah, I I, I do think this is the weakest of the finales we've watched so far. I agree. It, this could still- have just been an episode. Right. There's still some really good stuff in there, of course. Um, And we'll talk about that. But I do think there was some lazy writing there, too. I don't quite know what happened here. Like, yeah, Yeah, why is this like this? You know, a little sloppy. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So a young woman walks out of the woods naked and uses super strength to total a car, killing the passengers right at the gate, baby. Oh, man. Naked girl and a car crash in the first five minutes. I was considering what we were just talking about. I mistakenly in this opening thought this is going to be a good one. Uh, yeah, no, I I wrote down finales, baby, <laughs> with an exclamation point. <laughs> this is uh, um, it's a good car wreck too. It's yes, she flipped that car over. Yes, um, this is uh, Adrian Pal- Palicki. 
Yeah, she was in Friday Night Lights as Tyra. Yes. yes. She also played Wonder Woman in uh was it a pilot or was it a It was a pilot. It, it was David E. Kelly's and it was a pilot. You're right. Oh, that was okay. around when we were in Vancouver, I think. Yeah, I think it was I think it was after afterwards, but maybe. Um she was on Friday Night Lights when we were in Oh, Vancouver. right, right. Um, I believe the idea was that it was going to be a half like legal drama. They were going to focus on because it was David E. Kelly, so like they were going to focus on the legal stuff, and then also she was Wonder Woman. Oh well, that sounds fucking great. I would watch the <laughs> shit out of that. I think that's basically She Hulk, but I'm not. I was going to say Marvel She Hulk. <laughs> um, uh, I've also <laughs> uh, there is a film uh, called Pop Star, not. Not the uh, Lonely Island film pop star that is actually one of my favorite movies ever. Great uh, movie. Uh, there's a movie just called Pop Star starring uh, R.I.P. Mr. Aaron Carter, uh, who passed away this past week. Um, but uh, she, my wife and I were stoned and watching that movie because it was on HBO Max. And we we're like, we got to watch this. <laughs> uh, Aaron, it's a, you know, a cheap straight to VHS. Like um, Aaron Carter is a pop star, not that isn't Aaron Carter and gets sent to a regular high school. And, oh my gosh. uh, Adrian Palicki, Adrian Palicki is, uh, a, a bully in that movie. Oh. Um, and which it wasn't, it was a, you know, we're watching this and I'm not expecting to see anyone in this movie, uh, that I've ever heard of before. And, uh, I, uh, I lean forward. I'm stoned out of my mind. I'm like, is that the girl from Friday night lights? <laughs> <laughs> which and then my wife screamed and it was oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might have oh. been around this time too that's fucking funny when did that movie come out pop star Aaron <gasps> pop star will be 2005 this is 2004 so pop star would be after <laughs> her yeah. small appearance of course <laughs> they saw her work here and they were like she was good as a naked person. <laughs> um, so that that car crash pulls us ahead of season two by one car crash. Wow, we did it. Yeah, we're still way behind season one, but that's you know that's we're making we're, we're trending in the right direction again. And, uh, this is only the beginning of the episode. Maybe we'll make it to season one. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um. So uh, the naked girl uh, then walks to the Kent farm and greets Clark by name. Fantastic reaction by Tom Welling when he opens the door and sees a naked girl there. (laughs) He like does like a whoa. It's and I'm not being sarcastic. I know we usually give him shit for his oh faces, (laughs) but he really like does like a look like it's very genuine. Um, Good job, Tom Welling. Uh, she introduces herself as Kara from Krypton. Is that where the intro goes? Is that where the intro comes in? Yes. Close enough. We did it. Uh, Kara. So fans are like, oh, it's Supergirl. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Right. We are hitting the, we are hitting the notes here. Uh, Supergirl or uh, Kara will become a series regular later in the show. Yes, in season seven. Yeah, in uh, that's the last um, 
season I watched. And like, there's some real writer strikey episodes in season seven. For, in my memory, the first half of season seven is brutal. And then the last half, they really stick the landing on it. Cause it's the, it's the, it's the end of Lionel. It's the end of Lex. Got it's it. the end of right. Kristen Crook. So it's, they really stick the landing, but uh, yeah, there's some there's some <laughs> rough back. Season seven, I remember coming home from Vancouver, and I'm I'm on my couch. I'm wa- I'm gonna watch an episode live, um, and my father sits down on the couch, and like the look on his face of like you like this fucking show, <laughs> <laughs> like a, a genuine like he didn't mean to be like mean about it, but it was a very genuine like something like fucking wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> You don't understand, Dad. I was in Metropolis. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So she claims to have come to, uh from the caves and tells the Kents that she's here to take Kal-El home to answer all of his questions. She becomes angry when Jonathan enters the conversation and disappears when Lex arrives. Well, she's angry because Jonathan is skeptical that she's telling the truth, which of course he is. <laughs> That's it's, it's a very just... common shape. <laughs> Kara's a very common name, Clark. <laughs> Naked girls always come to the door, Clark. It's very normal. Um, and then Lex, when he enters the scene, Lex just does that like two knocks and opens the door at the same time thing, like Clark. Which everyone's doing it at his fucking house. Why? That's not? true. Yeah, I guess like no. <laughs> Clark always barges in on his shit, so <laughs> that's fair. Um, uh, uh, Clark offers to testify at Lionel's bond hearing that he ordered the doctor to increase the voltage even when the doctor warned it could have injured Lex. Lex guesses that Clark hid the knowledge of Lionel's murder of his parents. Clark explains he was concerned for Lex's fate, and Lex accepts that. And Lex, so Lex is like, how did you see my dad do that? And Clark's like, I snuck in and watched him. That's all he says. Doesn't elaborate. He's going to testify in court, Brian. He's going to have to get more specific than I snuck in. I didn't even think of that. To the secret room in the mental institution. Hey, how'd you, yeah, under oath, Clark Kent, how'd you do that? I, I snuck in and I saw it and then I left and no one saw me. <laughs> They're going to be like, did you just make this whole fucking thing up? Because I was uh, I was randomly thinking about uh, uh, Superman, the movie, um, the the original Christopher Reeve film, uh, Richard Donner film, if you will. Um, but uh, when Superman is being interviewed by Lois Lane and, and he's just like, and I never lie. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anymore <Yeah>. anymore <laughs> when i was a kid i had to lie a lot it was kind of my whole thing <laughs> it's maybe lied why gene enemies, hackman is the way friends, he is. drove people insane <laughs> i also gotta say um i remember i don't know if it if it was something to do with like if it's because i was younger if it's because I was watching like the DVDs, like just I was just mainlining them, just episode after episode. I remember Clark and Lex's fractured relationship feeling more tragic and that like hitting me harder than it does now. I don't know if that's because I'm an adult. 
I don't know if that's because I'm doing it week to week and it's just dissipating more, but I'm not feeling that like, oh no, be friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I think there will still be moments that will resonate that way, but yeah, definitely this time through, it's much more like, God, Clark's fucking annoying and Lex is a creep. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's the, maybe it's my maybe it's the adult perspective that is like no you should not be friends. Yeah, no, <laughs> this yeah. relationship is inappropriate. It is <laughs> inappropriate, and it's just a big headache for yeah. both parties. What are either of you getting from this? I do find the Lex Lionel stuff tragic still. Oh no, the Lex Lionel. No, oh, let's be clear. When John Glover is on screen, this show is working. Yes, and in that Clark, in that Lex is, you know, craves what Clark has. That's really strong, and that Lex is trying so hard to be a good person like Clark, but because of his father, he can't. That's all really strong. Yes, and but I think the there's Clark, some good stuff coming. I remember. Yes, I know this is a there. Christmas episode. That I'm very excited to revisit a certain Christmas episode that got me. We got to time it. So it's close to Christmas. Like we got to figure it out. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so even from jail, Lionel expects FBI agent Loader to continue investigating Clark. Loader refuses, believing that Lionel is powerless. Gotta say this about FBI agent Loader. Sorry, do you have a thought? No, go ahead. You, you might you might hit the same thing. Uh, I, I don't. His face leaves my brain the second he is not on my television screen. <laughs> I could have like I just like who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> That's something of a skill. I feel like I, mean, I, I really oh right. He was he's a guy, I guess. I <laughs> my my note was he has this open conversation with Lionel about how what a dirty FBI agent he is <laughs> in front of like two security guards at this prison who were he just was talking openly about it. Now maybe that's because he knows he has such a forgettable face. And that's they're not gonna know. They're gonna be like, oh, I don't know what he looked like. Yeah, can you point him out on? Oh, fucking shit. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Or is that just how powerful he is that he can talk about it in front of security guards? Yes, he has everyone. Um. Yeah. No. It's and truly, I, I'm assuming this is the last time we see him. Um. He. I will. I will literally never think of this man again. Probably after today. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever think of this man literally ever again. He was on my television multiple times, and I have no permanent memory of his face. How freaky would it be if he barged into that room behind you right now? I'd I'd hate that. (laughs) But you'd be like, who are you? I've never seen you before in my life. I mean, yes, that is probably what would happen if someone just opened my door and was like, hey. (laughs) I would not... I. Can tell you in all honesty, I would not be like, oh, you're FBI agent Loader from Smallville. (laughs) I would be, I'd be like, Brian, 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 I think there's a guy. Oh, Smallville. You're like, oh, cool, sit down. (laughs) If if FBI agent Loader wants to come on our podcast, we're around. But he, yes. He has um, to come to us because I will not remember him to ask. <laughs> please, if you do, please identify yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Kara takes Clark flying to the cave and says, um, there's a, a flying scene here, but it's no just. No tights, 
Some flights is what they should have said. It's they really work around this flying thing a couple of times. Like it's well, you see, if Kara Kara is doing the one flying, right. and she's holding or Clark. Clark is asleep, floating above his bed. That's different. Oh, you, yeah. Or if he's on Red K, it doesn't count. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, Red K, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> um. So, like this was your you could have just not said this was a rule <laughs> <laughs> like you you were the ones who made a big deal out of this yeah no tights <laughs> um it's it's kind of a stiff funny scene of like it's not the full like superman flight it's kind of they just sort of like stand straight up and go up isn't that isn't that like uh what lois and clark do or lois and superman do in the movie superman doesn't Um, he kind of like lift her up i don't remember i know they i know like there's the whole like uh sequence in the sky but they're in kind of more of like a a magical fairy peter panny Maybe I'm thinking Superman Returns. That does happen in Superman Returns, which, man, is a movie I am curious to revisit. Is that going to be part of our rewatch? Probably should. Let's see how we feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I desperately don't want to do Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. we. <laughs> I, I was thinking Superman Returns because it kind of takes the Donner. That's true. That's true. It, it, it's kind of in that continuity, supposedly. Right. Even though they're so young. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, okay, so Kara takes Clark flying to the cave and says that she's been in the cave since the meteor shower waiting until the time is right. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, don't hang out in cave walls. Don't do that. Don't do They've been in this cave the whole time? <laughs> We've... Were you there when that guy fell? <laughs> When yeah, that, you could have helped him. When that guy at that rave broke his fucking neck, you were just in the walls <laughs> chilling? But were you in the walls chilling next to the creepy bug thing that <laughs> that was, like, dosing people with the poison hey, uh, that made them jump off of scaffolding? Hey, Kara. Or... Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Clark declines her offer to enter the passage to find out everything. <clears throat> Lex visits Lionel in jail. Lionel reveals to Lex that he was diagnosed two years ago with a degenerative liver disease and nothing can save him. But Lex doesn't believe him. Um, Is this possibly to write Lionel out? If need be? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. There's no way they're like, oh, maybe we can write Lionel out. Well, does John Glover maybe... (laughs) I don't know how many of these I got oh. left in me. So this fucking scene, there's this is a great scene. Um, first of all, the establishing shot shows the prison, and there's a big sign out front that just says U.S. Penitentiary. <laughs> like the the writers could not be bothered to come up with a fake prison name. Well, then how do we know what it was at a glance? <laughs> Um, and Lionel is such a scumbag in this scene. He's just, yeah, he's dude, talking about boy. his illness and he's trying to get like, Lex, please don't let me spend my, my last days in prison. <laughs> and Lex, he, it's great. Lex walks up and then like takes his hand through the bars and Lex says, dad, 
it might have been more convincing if there was a string quartet in the corner playing Barber's Requiem. <laughs> Just the ultimate fuck you. Oh, so good. That's oh, the best. Uh, the next day, uh, Kara tells Jonathan that he broke the covenant and reveals that in return for the power he received to bring back Clark, he promised to return Clark to his father, Jorel. That's uh, a good. <laughs> I think there was clearly a, uh, um, a we we knew that there was going to be some sort of trade off, and it was clear like, uh, we'll we'll figure out what that is when we get there. Right. Yeah. This is what uh they you know it was time to come up with something, and this was it. <laughs> um, I've done that in dungeons in my home Dungeons and Dragons games. I'm glad you're doing it on your television show. <laughs> 22 episodes, Brian. <laughs> this one, more than the other two seasons, this one does feel like, fuck, how do we wrap this up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how do we? There's a couple of, yeah, there really were a couple of storylines this season. And there are a couple, like, in the others, don't get me wrong. But there were a lot, like, this time that were, like, uh, like, Storylines with like losing momentum because it kind of feels in the writers. I'm like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. <laughs> right, the whole boon from loss thing kind of right. petered out. Yeah, it's a lot yep. of. Are you guys enjoying this? Because we're not. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is odd because I felt this might be the strongest season we've had so far in our recaps. There were a lot there of st- mm. the second half, especially up until you know, the last one was really good string of episodes. Right. Um, Five or six really good ones in a row. Yeah, that is true. It's interesting. Yeah, fuck, you're not wrong. Like, I don't know. The first the first half was rough, though, now that I think about it. But. Is there something to, like, individual episodes over, like, season storylines? Like, a story right. larger season arc was weird, but, like, individual episodes were pretty good? Yeah, because season two, I think, probably was as far as story arcs was better right right yeah um so uh clark and martha are appalled and jonathan stammers that he didn't believe it would be so soon as loader listens in kara senses him and kills him by turning his car and everything in it to dust that's a car wreck baby car wreck car wreck car does it count as a wreck if it's just been vaporized (laughs) yes because it's not drivable. Absolutely. <laughs> you can't All drive right. that dust. <laughs> uh, Martha is upset that Jonathan made a deal and kept it a secret from her. Sorry that I didn't tell you all about my deal with our adopted son space dad. It was That scene between Martha and uh, Johnny K was a little sweaty. <laughs> it was like a little like, <laughs> we need conflict here. And they're just, it, I, they didn't sell me on it. No. They didn't sell me on the conflict. Agreed. Because Martha would be like, yeah, I, I understand why you did that. We needed to get our son back. <laughs> right. Um, I uh, This uh, next scene is pretty silly, too. Uh, Jonathan takes a teacup to Chloe and asks her to run a check of Kara's fingerprints. I like He comes in and he says, so this is the famous torch. And she says, yeah, a little less glamorous than you imagined. Actually, no, for a high school newspaper run by a child, 
This is more than adequate. This <laughs> this is ex- this is exactly what I imagined. <laughs> Um, I will say about this scene, uh, Johnny K is selling. You almost don't realize how stupid this scene is because uh, John Schneider is so good in it. Yeah. Of like, imagine, imagine like a dad going to a high school, finding a high school, and like, can you get me like fingerprints, child? Yeah. <laughs> can you? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'll call my guy right now. <laughs> Like Chloe, you have a guy, right? A fingerprint guy. Who? What doesn't Chloe have a guy for? <laughs> um. So while Lana arrives at the farm and asks Clark to take her to the airport the next day, she asks him to tell her whether he has to tell her uh, to tell her whatever he has to tell her before she's gone. That's what the uh, last episode ended on. Was like, I have to tell you something. And then he's like, have a good time in Paris. <laughs> yeah, well, he he was going to tell her his secret, but then Pete got beat up, and he was like, oh, I can't put her in danger. So then he just lied to her again. Which, how much and, more danger can she, once again, kidnapped right. twice. She's, oh, she is, she is constantly in life-threatening danger. Um, So in this scene, Lana's like, please, I know you're going to tell me something else. Can you just tell me? And Clark opens his mouth. He's going to start telling. He's like, Lana... And then Lana goes, who's that? Because she sees Kara across the farm. And then Clark's like, oh, that's uh, so-and-so. There is no way if Clark is opening his mouth to tell her a secret, she's like, who's that? Right, right. <laughs> What's she that can, shiny thing over she there? She can wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep going. You were saying? <laughs> Which is also funny of like Clark, you were maybe gonna tell her, <laughs> and then right. or and then was like she's relevant to this, <laughs> so it would have been easy about that. <laughs> but no, right. he just instinctively yeah. goes into a lie. <laughs> He's like, oh no, he saw she saw something that broke my concentration. I have to go back. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell. <laughs> if he was gonna tell her, I suppose. Right. Um. Lana sees Kara, and Clark explains that she is his cousin from California. Lana suggests that she should find someone else to drive her if he has visitors, but Clark assures her that even though it will be hard for him to see her go, he wants to be there for her. She seems pleased and promises that they will talk in the car on the way to the airport. Kara warns him again that even though Lana loves him, their love is not meant to be. Everyone knows he will. Ev- everyone he knows will eventually betray him. Kara says, but the love that they will know will be like nothing else. But the love that they will know will be like nothing else. Kara tells Clark, Wait, "Is she supposed to be actually his cousin in this version?" I can't tell. <laughs> um. So it's the wiki says that. Uh, no, wait, maybe not. Okay, the wiki says she's... I do not... Put, so Clark says that uh, it's her cousin to Lana. It's his cousin to Lana. Right, as I, a lie. Okay, she's not identified as his cousin really, though. Right, Great. right, Great. right. That the real Kara is... Uh, right, and there is no romantic spoiler. tension between him and the real Kara. Right. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> 
Great. Smallville, you're clear of the incest bullet. (laughs) (laughs) They got something right. (laughs) Oh, no, there's another miscarriage (laughs) in the show. Uh, Okay. Uh, Kara tells Clark that they are the last Kryptonians, and they must... Bow chick bow wow, preserve their race. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Clark receives a package from Lionel with a key. Lex and Chloe review medical records, but Lex is determined. Uh, were you going to say something? If you are, get a package from Lionel in that situation, there's no way you open it, right? No, it's your don't open it's your dog's head. <laughs> don't open that package. No. As soon as you open it, he has you. Right. He's the devil. You know there's no good that can come from opening that package. You have x-ray vision. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know there's... Lionel obviously has an ulterior motive with whatever he's sending you. Yeah, I just... Clark, come on, babe. Let's not. <laughs> Lionel's not doing something unless it favors Lionel. Period. Of course not. No. Um, okay. Um, Lex and Chloe review medical records, but Lex is still determined that he and Chloe should send him to prison. And Chloe vows to testify no matter what, as Lionel has threatened her long enough. Clark can... Another sweaty scene. Yep. Another pretty sweaty scene. Because Chloe's like, at the beginning of the scene, she's like, I understand if you want to drop the case. I mean, he is your father and he's dying. I'm like, what? No. Yeah. Chloe would be like, this guy's ruthless. I'm not. Fuck that. We're not backing down. Hey, yeah, man. We are. Oof. Yeah. Sweaty's the right word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark confronts Lionel who sends him to the room Lex has been using for his investigations of Clark. Same fucking room, Brian. Yep. If you were going to have a secret room about your friend and he had previously found out that you had a secret room about him and you were like, okay, I'm, I'm done with the secret rooms, but you were going to do another one anyway, wouldn't you make it a different room? Just... <laughs> <laughs> So instead, he just fully was like, I'm done. I'm not done. <laughs> yeah. Also, the picture of Clark is now the size of a wall in this room. It is the biggest picture you've ever seen of a human being. It is what purpose does that serve, Lex? <laughs> it's just like a giant candid of Clark. Like, you could have had the secret room without the giant picture of him. It is. At no point, like, imagine, Zach, you came to my home. (laughs) You opened up a door and I was like, oh, don't go in there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, beans. (laughs) Even if I wasn't investigating you for superpowers, a giant wall-sized picture of you would take some explaining. (laughs) I was going to say, no, it's more like if I walked into your house, walked into that room, and there was like a small picture of me and a bunch of other relevant things to me. And I'm like, that's weird, Brian. Can you not do this? You're like, yeah, I'll get rid of it. And then the next year I come into your house and enter the room 
and there's more shit Ooh. and it's like a bigger picture of me it's like a it's like two movie posters worth of space of just my face you weren't what supposed is... to see this <laughs> what is that what does Lex do in that room? He just like goes in there and stands and looks at the picture. There's not a chair in there. It's also like it still has like the looping animation of him getting hit by the car. He's <laughs> just like, ooh, like it's not from different angles or anything. It's just a looping animation. Right. And he you could have that on your computer and pull it up whenever you want to watch it. You don't have to <laughs> just like, have it. It's playing on a loop when no one's there. <laughs> this is waste of energy. It's 2004, to be fair. We haven't invented climate change yet. <laughs> he has, like, a bunch of different things about Clark. Um, and then just randomly from the ceiling, he has those, what are those metal balls that... Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> the, <laughs> the gravity, what are, they, what are those called? Oh, God. I, <laughs> I Like, those have nothing to do with anything that she didn't just have anywhere else to put that. No, it's just, yeah, it's just hanging from the ceiling. You just like, ah, put it in the Clark room. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find another spot for it later. <laughs> the same thing what I do you... right now with my child's nursery. <laughs> do the... <laughs> do the, the maids and stuff know that there's a Clark room? They're like, hey, do you want me to clean the Clark room? <laughs> oh, oh I, um, I mean the hall closet. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> do not go in there. <laughs> it is really, I mean, it's creepier than last time. That so, room. Here's the thing here. I think that's a great question because here's the thing. If the maids don't clean the Clark room, that means he cleans the Clark room and there's no way he does that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how badly he wants to be able to have a secret Clark room is that he cleans it himself. Maybe, maybe. Maybe that's what he does in there. He's just like Windexing that picture. <laughs> Someday I'll find your secrets. <laughs> Brian, I want, if I ever get rich enough to have a mansion, I'm going to make a secret Brian room. And I'll tell you about it, but it's just, <laughs> it'll look identical to that with your giant picture up. I, I did. Tell me about it, just not where it is. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll every like, time I'll just have to kind of be looking for it. <laughs> like replaying, there will be like a, a computer <laughs> image of like us walking to get pizza, just replaying in like <laughs> Vancouver. <laughs> Nothing even happened here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Lex. Lex walks in and tries to explain. No! <laughs> <laughs> no, he walks in with this line. He says, I can see how you would think all this is about you. <laughs> nice try, Lex. There's a wall-sized photo of me. You cannot gaslight your way out. <laughs> it's not what it looks like. I could see how you might think all this is about you. Look, I have a big weird Lana room too. Oh no. <laughs> I have rooms for all of my friends. <laughs> oh um, man. 
Lex walks in and tries to explain that this room is about him and his countless brushes with death. <laughs> then why is there a frame, a giant it's, picture? <laughs> it's the big Clark picture that's the problem, Lex. See, you you might have been able to get away with it with, if not for the giant Clark picture. You really might have. <laughs> Deep down, I was like, I knew the picture was too much. <laughs> I thought I kind of threw it together, but it was God damn it, Lex. He's like, but where else? Where, where else would I put this fucking picture than in my Clark room? Look, what am I going to do? Get rid of the giant picture of Clark? Clark is going to want a giant picture of Clark. eBay, ten thousand dollars lit up photo of teenager. <laughs> No, it's just the photo. Lights sold separately. (laughs) Clark is extremely upset. He doesn't believe Lex and leaves, convinced that Lex has been his friend all this time just so he can investigate him. He does accuse Lex of dishonesty. And while Lex has been dishonest, Clark can fuck right off. Yeah, it's like, Clark, um, is that that's what you go to? Dishonesty. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. That's a two-way street. He is right. He is onto your shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You can only, Brian, I'll just tell you right now, you can only gaslight me for so long before I create a secret room about you. That's that's You know, I think that is fair. Yeah, so if you gaslight me for three years straight, I am going to create a secret room about it. So you know what? All right, we official talent mix decision. Uh, Weird room, valid. (laughs) (laughs) Weird room, valid. Picture. Yeah, nothing. (laughs) The size of the picture is still a concern. (laughs) A photo on your desk would have been fine. (laughs) (laughs) Or like... Maybe if you were in the photo with him, it would be a little less weird. I'm really in the weeds on this picture. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I know most of you haven't watched this episode of Smallville. It's a really big picture of Clark in a dark room. It's (laughs) huge. It's huge. And I wonder what, was that like the, the set design of the director, the writers? Who was like... The room's not creepy enough. We need a picture of Clark. Right. Is it, I mean, is it, okay, purely production set-wise, is it the best way to quickly communicate to the audience that this is a Clark room? Is there a better way to do that? Right. And like I was saying, if it weren't for that picture, Lex could maybe reasonably argue that the room wasn't about Clark, but... Right. (laughs) But... So they're like, no, we need a picture because it has to be overt. Right. I don't know. The He had a picture of him last time, but it was like a normal size, like <laughs> eight by 10. This is bigger than a book, my bookshelf. It is gigantic. Oh, we should on the discord. We should put a picture of this fucking yes. room. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go let my cat out real fast. Okay. Clark goes home to his loft where he tells his mother about Lex's betrayal. He is considering going with Kara when he suddenly remembers Lana. She took a shuttle to the airport. (laughs) 
Clark, Clark, you fuck up. You, you fucking asshole. Uh, sh- you have super speed, dipshit. You, you couldn't... Dipshit. <laughs> uh, you don't ever get to be late if you have super speed, no, by the way. No. <laughs> uh, Clark arrives just in time to see her saying goodbye to Lex. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Clark? Why you don't get to feel betrayed? Like this, the implication in the scene is that Clark feels betrayed and thinks that Lana and Lex are something, right? But they don't kiss or anything. They he just gives her a hug and says goodbye. For all Clark knows, it's like a normal goodbye. And um, you were going to drive her to the airport, and she had to take the bus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you fucking forgot about her. You fucked up so bad. <laughs> this is another lazy sweaty moment in the show it's like they're working real hard to make it seem like oh he feels betrayed but i don't think he would in that circumstance from lana it's right right it's like clark clark would know how bad he beefed it (laughs) exactly you have no leg here to stand on um (laughs) i will say when lex is talking to Lana before Clark sees him. Like Lex shows up to say goodbye at the airport. And uh, he talks about coming to visit her in Paris. Lex, please do not visit a 17 year old in Paris. Don't please do don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't Lex. do it. Don't, don't do it. Do it. <laughs> hey, Lex, not a lot of good decisions this episode. <laughs> You've got a giant. I'm not off this giant picture. <laughs> <laughs> one teenager. Clark is also a teenager. What did did Lex fucking go to Kinko's and was like, "Can you make it bigger, please? It's got to be bigger than that." It's got. And they're like, "This is the biggest we can do it, man." No, no. Make two, two, and I'll tape them together. Maybe he wanted it even bigger, and it was like, "This will do for now." <laughs> it's like I'm called to special order it. Next time, it's going to be the whole wall. (laughs) This fucking picture. Uh, Lana sees Clark and crosses the street to him, but he disappears without saying goodbye. And Lana finds a white rose that he was going to give her. Clark is late arriving at the courthouse. Late again, bitch. (laughs) And he's late and he's in his... His red jacket, blue shirt outfit. He's in court. It's yeah. You everyone is dressed up for court. <laughs> you couldn't throw on a, a suit. You, you have, have super, super speed. speed, and it's because it's because there's a shot in a moment that they're real proud of. <laughs> but, right. Uh, but boy, diegetically in the in, within the fiction, it makes no fucking sense. No, the uh, judge would be like, "Get the fuck out of my courtroom until you put something on." <laughs> Yeah, especially in fucking Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, kid who says he snuck into secret room and mental institution without elaborating. Put a tie on. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Clark is late arriving at the courthouse, and Lex worries that he has changed his mind. He arrives just in time. Lionel is denied bail, but Clark tells Lex that their friendship is over. Um, And we get a uh, wide shot of the courthouse, everyone in dark suits, and Clark walking away in his, like, Superman red jacket. Um, And it's, 
I get like clearly that's a thing and they did that like that's a choice. Was it like a good choice? <laughs> it wasn't worth the it wasn't worth it. No. To, <laughs> for me. No. It's um. it, it, it doesn't like it's not an asp- <laughs> Clark moping away is not an especially like Superman-y shot. No. I mean, there is a lot of location work in this episode. That was a cool location mm, that yeah. they were at. Yeah. It looked like. That must have been, I yeah. did not, while we were in Vancouver, go to the courthouse at any time, but I wonder if that was it. Yeah, I don't know if that was a courthouse or if it was the train station or something. Yeah, but oh, good point. It could have been a train station. It was a place. It was a it place. Was a place. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, so I guess it was not important. All right. Oh, yes, Clark and Lex, their friendship is over, Brian, for at least three episodes. We'll reset that, baby. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna reset it a bunch of times, and every time we reset it, it comes back a little weaker. Right, right. Yeah. Um, that's it. Like, I've skipped around before. I've watched a handful. Of, like, there are a handful of episodes in the middle of every season that feel like they could be from any season. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Yep. This show Absolutely. resets hard. There is by a... design. I mean, yes. especially when they're still in high school. That's right, right. Absolutely true. Yeah. They're um, and you know what? I don't mind it. There is a default like Smallville episode. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, a status quo that we are constantly getting back to, and I feel like a lot of shows don't do a status quo as much anymore. No, because they don't have to do twenty two. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, uh, back at the farm, Clark is still in anguish over Lex's betrayal and Lana's departure. Kara is there to comfort him and tempts him further by claiming that Lara's love lives on. Uh, Lara, of course, is his mother. So, so Clark is despondent because everyone betrayed him, like she said, and he's like going to go with her into the wall or whatever. How many seasons are going to end with Clark being an emo boy and running away? Most of them. <laughs> That's how last season ended. That's where we're headed here. It happens at least one more time, I can tell you. I wonder, like, um, not just in Smallville, how many teen soaps of this genre end with that? Like, With, like, a character, like, I'm leaving yes, the, I'm yes. leaving it Dawson's Creek forever or whatever the fuck Happens in Buffy, I think, a couple of times. Buffy usually dies <laughs> rather than disappear, but... Um, uh, Interesting. I'd I mean, the seasons usually end with either Clark leaving uh, uh, by his own volition or being cap- sent somewhere or right. captured somewhere. Right. Which I well. guess makes sense. <laughs> what? Well. <laughs> well, yeah. Hold that. Hold your. Hold your thought. Funny you should mention that. Um. Okay. So, uh, Clark says that he is ready. Chloe arrives at the farm and tells Jonathan that the fingerprints belong to Lindsay Harrison. Kara and Clark go to the caves to prepare to quote-unquote leave by joining hands and opening a fissure in the cave wall. Jonathan arrives at the caves to expose Jorel's deception. I can't believe this is the... Like, man, this is the big finale? Like, this is the big... Like, these are normally pretty action-packed. I really am curious what happened here. This will be interesting when they get there in Talkville. I, there, 
clearly like this episode, did you spend the money elsewhere? Like, was it just like, ah, we'll just kind of wrap this up. Just like the, all those extras in the courthouse scene. Or like, <laughs> just like... Um, what I can only describe is a lack of enthusiasm from the script. <laughs> For right. its own story. <laughs> uh, um, but I mean, you will uh, in the premiere of season four. I'm going to tell you, you're going to see a lot of money on screen, a lot, like more than we've ever seen in this show. Interesting. Yeah. Um, season four, they go in the opposite direction of this season. Um, we'll talk more about it later. But I love season four. A lot of people didn't like it because it really leans into the silly. I like the silly. I know. I love the silly. I think we're going to have a lot of fun on season four, and I'm excited about it. Um, So am I. All right. So Jonathan exposes Jorel's deception. Jonathan tells Clark that Kara is really Lindsay Harrington, a girl who disappeared on the day of the meteor shower. Clark refuses to enter the fissure. Jorel dissipates Kara, explaining that she has served her purpose. Cold. <laughs> I also love Jorel is the straight up villain now, right now. Right. Like they, um, they they salvage it, but I don't think they ever addressed the time he have incinerated a girl or whatever. <laughs> I think I think even <laughs> I think even like they kind of tried to walk it back already with like, hey right. Clark, you're here to uh destroy to to conquer the world oh just kidding that was a test yeah exactly but yeah. like still like anyway i'm done with this girl so i'm gonna fry her yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm gonna threaten to kill your father unless you come into this wall <laughs> they should have just revealed because it's uh uh jor-el is of course the uh voice of terrence stamp who played zod and they should have just revealed it's actually zod <laughs> would have made more sense um so uh, then he strangle uh, Jorel strangles Jonathan with a rope of energy and threatens to kill him if Clark doesn't agree. Energy ropes. Ener- these fucking energy ropes, man. Uh, despite Jonathan's pleas, Clark enters the light and disappears. Martha runs outside to see a Kryptonian symbol burned into the fields. The Sullivans enter protective custody only to have their new house blown up as soon as they enter. Lionel Lionel has his head shaved bald in a scene they milk, and it's the best scene in the show. It it's fantastic. So all the things you described and also Lex getting poisoned take place during a montage while Lionel's getting his head shaved and opera music is playing. And it's fucking fantastic. It's great. Oh, that beautiful man of hair. I don't think you remember this because you blocked this movie out of your memory. But I saw it in theaters. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Don't remember a damn At the end of that movie, at the end of that movie, there is an almost identical scene where Lex Luthor in prison gets his head shaved off. Boy, howdy. I think there might even be opera music playing. And I saw that and I go... They got that from fucking Smallville. I wonder if it's in the wiki notes. It might be because it's that similar. I bet you could go on YouTube and find a mashup or something. Wow. Wow. Of the two scenes. I I will maybe pull up that scene, but that is hoof. Hoof. I do not want to. It was done better here. It was done better here. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Also, um, not to spoil anything for our listeners, but I'm going to spoil something. Chloe didn't really die in the explosion. 
What? Um, we'll, we'll find out in season four. But if you watch that scene, there is no way she gets out before the bomb. <laughs> she literally closes the door. And as soon as that door is closed, the house explodes. So they're cheating. It's That's a little bit cheating by the Smallville people. Right. You <laughs> that's just lying. Yeah. You just lie. Yeah, it's just lying. Yeah. You have to at least cut to a different shot and then it blows up. And right. then you can be like, time passed. Right. That's that's like seeing a character get shot, die, have a funeral, and then go, nah. No. Which they'll do in this show, I think. So. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Uh, Martha I, runs. I do like, I do like the Godfather ending where like Lionel settle, settling all these debts of uh, you know, kills Chloe, yeah. poisons Lex. Like Lex ends the season like on the ground, writhing in pain as he's supposedly dying from being poisoned. Yes. Uh, you, which uh, Lionel has his head shaped ball. Lex chokes after drinking a glass of brandy, and Jonathan remains unconscious on the floor of the cave while Clark floats in a void. And Jor-El promises his son that he shall be reborn. And also, Clark is naked. <laughs> Did you notice that he is floating in a tri like this, the shape of the Superman symbol, and he is curled up into an S? Did I notice? <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch that subtle <laughs> nod? Did I need a telescope? Do I see that fucking billboard? <laughs> uh, and that's season three. We did it. Another one in the bank. Yeah. Again, I thought very solid season in the second half. The finale wasn't great. No. But, um, Not even I'm man, very... We excited we're about to enter uh a few exciting parts of the show one is they kind of move away from lana clark a little bit the first half of the next season and it's like because they're introducing lois right and soon we get one of my favorite phases of lionel we're about to end the pure evil phase and enter a new exciting phase of Lionel, which I which I love. I can't wait. I can't wait to tackle it. Normally, so I'm looking at the featured music for this episode. Normally, our season finales are great needle drop episodes. Uh, we've got one moment more acoustic by Mindy Smith, which I don't remember, and then the rest is Mozart. Like meh. Mozart. Meh. Um. Let's see here. Looking at notes here. This is the first season finale that doesn't feature Pete Ross. It will not be the last. <laughs> um, so uh, the scene where Clark and Kara fly together is highly reminiscent of the scene in which Superman and Lois first fly together in the Superman film. Um, okay, let's see here. <laughs> The image of Clark trapped in the pocket dimension is a reference to the frequently seen pentagon shape of the Superman shield. Clark's body forms an S shape to complete the design. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> John Glover himself submitted the idea for his head to be shaved for real. Oh, really? Because I was wondering, I was like, he must have had a job on Broadway or something where he needed his his hair shorter. Which I'm like, might still no be the way case, yeah. There's no way they shave that beautiful mane off otherwise. I mean, unless he was like, I'm fucking sick of this. Do you want to put it? Maybe. <laughs> it's, yeah, maybe. I wonder if there was an element of like, because like I, I've had long hair before and it's like, it, it comes a time where like, I'm done with this. Do you want to make it part of the show? Or... <laughs> right. 
<laughs> do you want to do this on camera or off camera? <laughs> right. Um, this episode marks the first time that Jonathan Kent visits Chloe at the torch and asks for help. Will that happen again? <laughs> um, uh, okay. Uh, the courier who delivers the key is played by Brandon J. McLaren. Uh, he is also known for his role as Jack Landers, the Red Power Ranger in Power Rangers SPD. Oh, that's fun. I don't know which that's Power Rangers fun. Power Ranger SPD is, but it's one um, of them. While we're on the subject of that, there's one note I missed. So Clark gets that key in the mail, and then he goes to visit Lionel to be, Lionel to be like, what's this key? And it's such a great shot because Lionel's sitting in his cell facing away from where Clark enters. And then Clark enters and is like, what is this? And the look on Lionel's face, the joy, like he knows he has him. <laughs> like he's like, you, oh, you stupid kid. He's like, you just walking in here. He's like, I already gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> so he's so good. Um, here's a note here that made me laugh. The final, the final note. Gabe Sullivan has no lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just walks into the house and smiles and gets blown up. <laughs> There's no note about uh, Batman v Superman, huh? Um, let me see here in Illusions. Um, n- nope, I have nothing. Not me. I mean, we can add it. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post. I, I'm gonna find a video on YouTube. I'm Hell gonna yeah. find it. I'm gonna find it, Brian. Um. Well, I guess that's it for this episode. We'll uh we'll be back next week with uh the 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 our season three wrap up. We can uh we'll we'll talk about the best. We'll talk about the worst. We will crown MVP of the season. <laughs> oh, it's a two horse race. It's a two horse race. Uh, do we give a? <laughs> I think we have to. Do we give a nomination to Pete out of like? <laughs> That's some real Oscars. The shit, kind of nomination sure. that everyone like knows he isn't gonna win. You know like... what? He might win best freak of the week in season seven. Mm, that might good. be his chance to win an award. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, this has been uh, the Talent Mix Smallville Recap Podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Um. I guess that's everything. Uh, Zach, do you have a question for the Smallville gods? Is it is season four going to fucking rock? Good night, everybody. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, no, it's on a loop. <laughs> that's how much season four is